Hello, everyone. I am Alex Majorano. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week, we welcome back Joey Maselli. Since the last time we talked, he's released two albums written in tandem with two entirely different concepts. The album that we talked about today is sonically different than all the music he's made before, with lyrics reflecting himself, his past, and his growth. The standard portrait is meant to be an introspective look of a more somber period of Joey's life. He wants to make a point of his music evolving, creating a character to personify this era of his music. Without further ado, Picture of Us by Joey Maselli. It wasn't pure, it's true. What was I outside of you? I wanted to win by comparison. If I could call you my own, then my house could be your home. It's never been once, but I felt it in us. You were running, I was scared I was awfully unaware of the knife Though you were nice about it It was imminent, I'm sure But I always kept my word I'd keep calm You thought it just felt wrong Wrong We would always overthink Then you'd act like it's on me I know it's defense And I get the reference Told me I was so deserving Of a girl who was worthy of my mighty love I wanted that for us Truth is I wouldn't have chose you If I thought I didn't know you And I was right I fight to keep you in my life Now we get by with hellos And how are you? What I know You're passing the test Of looking like you're not a damn ass But I am And have been ever since That's why I'm here Right here I'm just making sense Of the discord in my head so I put it on tape that way you hear my heart break and I'm not here to guilt you I'm not even an enemy I just wanted to save you from the person you try to be I gave up on winning you it's not worth all the shame cause if somebody loves you then it never Welcome back, uh, Joey Maselli. Thank Hello. you so much for being on with us again. 
Thank you for having me again. It's so exciting and fun. Just as a a precursor to the conversation we're about to have, we did just spend a solid 15 minutes Mm -hmm. talking about the Jonas Brothers and Big Time Rush. And I just want that to be known that that is that is how we started today. And you guys probably missed out on the best part of the conversation. So um, I feel bad for you. (laughs) If anyone would like to have a conversation about the Jonas Brothers and Big Time Rush, feel mm-hmm. free to email Sydney. Yeah. Uh, you can and email I, the podcast, but address it specifically to Sydney. Right. Uh, if you want to CC Joey, mm-hmm, please. you could do that. And then also, I, I, think this is the perfect, I think this is the perfect time to announce um, – we're actually doing a podcast, all three of us. Um, and we're going to walk you through uh, each Jonas Brothers album and talk about the significance and culture that uh, those albums had. And uh, it's, I'm just super excited, guys. Um, but it's it's me and Joey hosting, teaching Alex. Say, I'm just going to ask about. questions. Yeah. <laughs> have absolutely no idea what's happening the whole time. <laughs> You that would think after doing. years of friendship and talking about the Jonas Brothers and Big Time Rush for years, some information would have been retained. Right. But guess what? I know the names of the Jonas Brothers, and that is about as much as you can ask. Do you? Which yeah. one's your favorite? Uh, Probably Joe, honestly. Right. Right answer. Yeah. yeah. I think all three of us are yeah. girls. So Joe girlies. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> now that we've made our, our big announcement, yeah. um, I, the last coming this month, guys, so watch out. It's this right here. This right now is actually <laughs> it. Changing the whole thing. You're right. You're right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so the last time that we talked to you, Joey, uh, you were senior in school for musical theater. Tell yeah. us what has uh come of that where has the musical theater path taken you down dark and narrow streets i'm joking uh i graduated guys that's exciting Woo. Um, so exciting and uh yeah i'm just in new york kind of vibing and working really hard on like my career and music and um auditioning just like grinding and trying to really get going with this whole life thing uh but yeah I I finished my new record and it's coming out or it's out now I guess um and I'm just super proud of it and I'm really excited for what's to come I got some shows coming up for the album and stuff so it's gonna be really fun yeah so let's jump right into the album uh which is out now Yes. Um, tell us all about the process, the writing process, the recording process. Uh, mm. What? Tell us how you got started with the uh, idea for this album. Um, it was during quarantine that I was working on. We it was an uh, we talked about this a little bit in the last um, the last time we met, but it was diagnosis season, and I that was the last uh, solo record I put out and. That was definitely a conceptual record where I just wanted to capture what two weeks of isolation is like um, and what happens to your psyche and what you think of yourself and your relationships. I just wanted to delve into that. And um, I was making that record. I was working on um, an album we put out last 
summer called Bo Act Two with Santino. And um, that was a house pop record that was just kind of all about joy coming from pain. Um, and it just kind of a celebration of getting through your painful experiences. And while I was making those two projects, I was kind of like subconsciously forming another con conceptual record. Um, and I had a title for it since the beginning, which was the standard portrait. And I basically was just really interested in um, capturing myself in, a, in an unbiased way. I was like, I wanna be, I don't know, I was, I was reading a lot of literature and studying a lot of art because a lot of my friends are art history fans. And so it really got me into that world. And I really just admired um, the thought and the bravery that goes behind a self-portrait. And so um, over the two years, we finished the album last fall. And over the two years, 2020 to 2022, um, I was just really um, writing about kind of like the hardest moments. And in 2021, that was kind of the hardest year of my life. And I, a lot of the album was primarily written during that period. And um, I just wanted to tell a story and capture myself in that moment as a little thing, a little nugget of time for me when I'm older and stuff. And um, I just learned a lot about myself through writing it but I'm really proud of it. And uh, and I kind of created this character with the album and it's it's it represents a past version of myself. And it's just a really cool album. I think it's a, a lot of fun and really sad. <laughs> I think the I think the idea of trying to capture um, yourself uh, unbiased is is really interesting. And I know with like a lot of artists and painters and stuff, they'll have either pictures of themselves or mirrors while they work on self-portraits. So right. I'm, I'm curious what the, what the thing that you were kind of focusing on was while you were uh, writing this record then. Yeah. I, I was really interested in diving into kind of the history of myself, like why I am the way I am and how, what I was going through at the time um, whether it was romantic, whether it was with friendships, whether it was just with my relationship with myself, I was really interested in kind of capturing my history and what, you know, up to 23 years old, what got me to this low point and how can I grow? Like, that's the biggest thing is, I think this album is just my ultimate testament of self-awareness i think you have to be self-aware to be empathetic and to be a good lover a good friend a good son a good brother a good everything i mean it's it's really important to pay attention to the value you put in your words and in your friendships and your relationships and uh it was it was really kind of an analyzing of that uh, aspect of life and doing it with integrity and not I mean there's a song on the album called Pity Party it was the first single but it really isn't 
a pity party album. It's not like a, I'm so sad, like boohoo, I'm whining and I'm blaming all my pain on you. I feel like that's a huge thing in music right now is everyone's writing about, look what you did to me, look what you made me, look what you made me do to me. But it's just, which is fine. And I've written songs like that too. And I'm sure there's a couple songs on this album that get a little bit like that, but that is part of the grieving process. But that's why I tried to capture a larger span of time in these 10 songs, instead of just making it like a diagnosis season where it's only two weeks of my feelings. It's two years of me really uh, processing a really hard time in my life. And what was it like diving in? So diving into those two years and really, you know, creating that storytelling element and putting it to music. Did you have specific, you know, experiences that you went back to or was it more the feelings of, you know, uh, when this happened, this is how I was feeling translated to the music that you wrote? I mean, definitely the album centered around a... uh, a certain point in in those two years where it was like, you know, the pain of lost love and the pain of abandonment a little bit. And I think that is what really inspired the story aspect. But I mean, we the first song we wrote for the album, and I didn't even know it was for the album. It was just a song we wrote and I was thinking maybe it would go on bow, but it was called Wicked Ways. And it's definitely a different sound for me, but I had always wanted to make something like that. And um, the song's really about my anxiety and what happens in my brain when I'm anxious and when I'm manic. And uh, there were just like these, I don't know, ever since I made my second album, Serendipity, it's been a thing in my life where my art really benefits from all these serendipitous events that kind of just fall into place and I it's the best thing because it's almost like the universe or a higher power telling me what I need to do and like so the track list wasn't hard to do or to make it was just naturally happening um as I was writing so you talked a little bit about how kind of reflecting on this stuff uh, helped you grow and helped you learn a little bit more about yourself. Uh, How would you say you have, like what are some of those things that you noticed through the writing process, through making this album that kind of were different about you now and maybe this like reflection of yourself from those two years? It's very easy to fall into bad habits and I'm not gonna like sit here and say like I'm perfect and I'm so much better than where I was when I wrote the album and whatever whatever I'm definitely in a better place I'm definitely feeling better about myself and my relationship with myself is better um I think I learned that I can stand up for myself and have a backbone and I'm not an asshole for having that um confidence really carries you through life even if you're not feeling confident just not listening again like going back to wicked ways not listening to those manic thoughts and things that surround you and overwhelm you 
you can't tap into those. Otherwise, it'll consume you and you'll lose yourself. Um, and also just don't let others dictate how you view yourself. That was like a huge thing. And that's been a huge thing in my life since um, high school, really, is where I developed that. And um, I just learned to like spend a lot of time with myself and always self-assess. And I think the best way for me to self-assess is through writing because you're materializing those thoughts. And then you kind of like, is that true? Is that not true? I don't know, feelings aren't always fact. And I think it's very easy for people to think that they're like, well, that's how I feel. But that feeling can be super impulsive and you may say or do something you don't mean. Um, this album kind of started um, conceptually while you were writing Bo. How did you differentiate the music that was going on that album and then kind of, you know, that was going to go on this album? Yeah, it was it was weird because um, diagnosis season was my first alternative venture, I would guess. And so that was definitely more of like an acoustic album. And then Bo was very different from that. And then this kind of has both of those things and new sounds from me. So I really think like that music kind of informed the writing and the direction. I said this last time we met as well, but I just am really not interested in being predictable or being put in a box. I don't want to ever give myself or like my artistry away. I will always keep evolving and keep changing because I find that a lot of women in the industry have to do that. And men get off easy because I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, but it's not fair how much women have to change and evolve and look certain ways just for their music to sell and for people to find them interesting. Whereas men can just have the same sound over and over on every album and still like love Drake, love, love Drake. But you know what I mean? It's not like there's not a bunch of evolution in terms of sound and um, eras, you know? So I'm really interested in kind of tapping into that. And uh, that's why I love David Bowie so much. So on that, in terms of um, creating these eras and these different sounds, what can we expect to hear from this album? I can't, that's, I, I love it so much because I can't even fit it into one genre. There's just so many different sounds. Um, but I think it's sonically my most interesting record. Um, I think lyrically, it's my most thought out and precise in terms of how I was feeling. I, it's, it's always a really great feeling as a songwriter when you can look back or listen to um, a song or record you've written and you feel represented in the lyrics in the most wholesome and accurate way possible. So I feel like I'm really, I really captured my pain and really captured my, who I am in this album. 
And I think with the album cover and all the visuals we did for it and um, the music video for Pity Party, which is going to be out with the day the album comes out. So that is out right now as well. Um, I think I was just able to really capture myself in this character that I created for the album. And I, I, yeah, it's just a great feeling. And yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say like one thing to expect from the album. I really think it's a, uh, you have to listen top to bottom and just go on that journey yourself and see how you feel at the end of it. Um, but I think there's something in there for everyone, for sure. Now, as of, as of right now recording, uh, the album is not out, but um, how are you feeling about putting this out there now? Because yeah, this feels like a very uh, internal mm -hmm. uh, piece of work. So how do you how are you feeling about kind of having that public and allowing people to get that insight into you? Like I said, the album was done last fall. I think we finished mastering and mixing uh, in September. And so I, I've been so, I mean, I, I originally wanted to put the album out in December, but just due to like the end of the year and just scheduling, like we just wanted to make sure it was at a good time and that it, it was appropriate for when it would come out, I guess, and not rushed. So I was super eager. And then we got to this week and, you know, we're like nine, eight days out and I'm like, the, the more it approaches and the more people ask me like, oh, how are you feeling? Like it's coming out soon. I'm, I, I guess I'm just like a little nervous uh, just because it is a lot. It's a lot that I've shared. I talk about things that I really never have talked about, but I think it's good that I'm feeling that way because that means I'm still keeping myself interested in my career and like I'm still evolving and you should always feel that way, especially if you're putting out your best record. I mean, you should always top yourself. And I feel like I did. And I'm really proud of everyone that worked on it. So you talk a lot about this album and this character that you developed uh, for this album. So talk to us about that character and who that is in relation to you you know, writing this album and having it come from your experiences? Yeah, um, I, so in my head, his name is Reaper and he's seen on the cover of the album and through all the visuals of the album. Um, and my best friend Ryan and I kind of collaborated on this makeup look for this character and just kind of capturing a visual of what the album kind of feels like with the tear and then the star is like the symbol for the album because uh, this is going to be so cringy but i'm a star and no one knows it kind of thing and or not no one knows it but no one knows yet i guess and it's just it, it's it, the star is like the self-confidence in you and then the tear is for when you're it's like each side of the face is different in a way um, and the character is also in the music video for Pity Party. And uh, yeah, I was just super interested in kind of, I've always done conceptual records, but I really wanted to do it proper this time. And I, I'm really proud of the visuals we made for it. 
And I think with the character I just wanted to capture with Reaper, I just wanted to capture um, in the sense of a self-portrait, kind of painting or creating this character as a reflection. And it's capturing how I felt and who I was in that time the album was written. And now I'm out of it, thank God. <laughs> you made you made a whole album based on it. So it's good for something. Yeah, and it's a good one, guys, I promise. <laughs> I trust you. I believe it. <laughs> Again, super excited for that. Um, thank you. Now, we did have a quick series of lightning round questions for you. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to ask them like no explanation, no nothing. You just give us, okay. give us your answer. Okay. So you can ask the first three. Go ahead. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Your favorite movie. Oh, that's so hard guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 bones and all. <laughs> okay. Favorite animated movie? Toy Story. Favorite movie featuring Owen Wilson? Uh, is it The Internship or The Intern or something? Oh, no. Yes. Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. I lied to you. Wedding right. Crashers. Favorite animated movie starring Owen Wilson? Cars. <laughs> I don't know if there's another one. Cars. Favorite. Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2. Favorite character from an animated movie featuring Owen Wilson? Um... The uh, the the love interest of Lightning McQueen because women in STEM. Okay. And favorite primary character who is also read in an animated movie featuring Owen Wilson. <laughs> you passed the lightning round. <laughs> I love that it was the hyperfixation on Owen Wilson. That's, that's that's when I woke up this morning. That is the last thing I expected to hear. <laughs> All right. Now I want to go on an Owen Wilson binge. I'm going to do that. I'm glad we've sparked gonna... something in you from that. I love Owen Wilson. I do. He's a he's a fun guy. He's a funky fella. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are, what are your guys' favorite Owen Wilson films, cinemas, not cinemas, but films? I would agree with the intern shit. No, I would agree with Wedding I think Crashers. that's a good one. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. I don't even know if I remember the other ones. I know he was just in Marry Me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> he was with J-Lo. Yeah, but that one was random to me. Um, Wedding Crashers is a classic. It'll always be a classic. It goes down in the best Was he in Fool's Gold, or am I thinking of, like, Matthew McConaughey or something? There isn't there isn't much of a difference between the... <laughs> wow, all right, all right, the, all right. Wow, and, all right, all right, all right. It kind of comes from the same place inside of it you. Do, you, know? you know? You're you're so Matthew right for that. McConaughey right. and really? Owen Wilson right, live right. in the same part of everyone's heart. And then the sister to that is Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> These gays <laughs> they are trying to kill me. <laughs> kill me. Oh God. I just Jennifer love her. Coolidge can do no wrong in my eyes. Have you guys seen all of her like acceptance speeches at these award shows? I see them on They're Twitter. So They're just constantly. so they're just so intelligent. She's an inspiration to no, us all. I have to sit down and get coffee. <laughs> that's a that's a must happen before I die or else. Favorite Jennifer Coolidge movie. 
for a future TV show. Oh, shoot. Jennifer Coolidge, piece of media. Best in show or, which is so basic, but White Lotus. I mean, but I think specifically season two. I liked her in season two better because I think she was just a little goofier. Um, especially when she was like, Ew. like she just, <laughs> there was more range, I guess, to her season <laughs> two. And um, I don't know, but then she was crying when she was throwing her mother's ashes in the ocean in season one. She just always kills it, guys. <laughs> I was a fan like, of Jennifer Coolidge uh, in Friends in that one episode where she plays. That's oh, honestly right. what I was thinking. But if I'm also just, being honest, uh, I don't know if I can name anything else Jennifer Coolidge is in. American Pie? Legally Blonde? Oh, I'm not, I'm not a movie. This is not. Legally Blonde? You Alex, think, you've never listen, seen American listen, listen, Pie? Listen. Just because, I've I, never just seen because I have seen it does Sorry. not mean I know the people who are in it. <laughs> you know who Jennifer Coolidge is, right? I know who right? Jennifer Coolidge is. Okay. Yeah. What she's like, is beyond. The, I mean, the, whole, like, the whole thing with her, I guess, was that she was like the original MILF or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So that's like that, like she said, like that was what made her kind of like bigger. She would always have like guest starring roles, but then it was being Stifler's mom in American Pie that kind of. Oh. But then for a while she was cornered into that like MILF kind of thing. And then recently she's been, you know, taken out of that, thank God. And um she's she's showing her range and I fucking you love know. it. It's amazing. Anyways, <laughs> we've gone so off track in so many ways. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really back, back, back in a little fast. Um, so tell us what's next for you. Um, this this oh, album is out. Shows coming tell up. Tell us about yeah shows. Anything that you got planned for after that? What is what is next for you? Yeah, um, album is out to the standard portrait. I am doing uh, tonight. I'm doing a show for. Um, the, uh, I'm doing a show for the album with Breaking Sound at Berlin under A tonight as in March 13th and um, it uh, I'm doing the full album um, and I'm super excited Tino and I kind of created like a whole listening experience for it and then I'm doing the same show in LA so I kind of wanted to do the album on both coasts and just celebrate its release with Breaking Sound um, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to do more shows. Uh, I'm really hoping to hop on a tour this year at some point. I would love that. That's I'm manifesting that. Um, maybe play a festival, guys. I don't know. Um, and then there could be a possible deluxe of the album. I don't know. That's really weird. There could be that as well. That exists. That's crazy. <laughs> there and could be. Is, yeah. There could be. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, just big, big things this year, manifesting great things, working hard, and uh, staying self aware. What I'm doing Love this year. Exciting. Sounds exciting great. Exciting year for Joey Maselli. Yes. We're here for And it. for Alex and Sydney. Let's hope so. Sydney's <laughs> <laughs> seeing the album live next month or this month. So. That is and true. I'm gonna make some yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. What kind? Yet to be determined. We'll figure it out when we get there. 
Anyways, Sydney, did you have any other questions? So where can we find and follow you online and listen to all of your music? I'm on all streaming platforms. Joey Maselli, M-I-C-E-L-I. Um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I just started the TikTok thing. Um, Love that. It's a weird place. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over. JoeyMaselli.com if you want to stay up to date with things. I so it's a fun time over there. And uh, thank you, Alex and Sydney, for having me again. Of course. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you again for coming on good. this. Thanks for being on. It's a pleasure once again. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.